There is only one true god. All others are little G fake imposters and deceivers. The only god has a name. We translated Yao there. He revealed himself to ancient Israel as the creator god of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He created everything. Humans rebelled against God, bringing murder, death, labors, and trouble into the world. Angels rebelled against God, mated with humans, thus corrupting our DNA. Humans could not obtain correct positioning or righteousness before God and undo the sickness, hatred, and pride in eternal death. The law given to Moses only proved how impossible this was. God loves humans so much that he became human to offer a free way back to correct positioning with him. A way to undo the rebellion. Jesus the Christ was God in human form. Jesus was not just a prophet, a teacher, or ancient healer, but is God. God sacrificed his body and blood to bring humans back. God defeated death upon resurrecting from the dead, thus bringing in his kingdom against powers of wickedness. Believe this, and ask God's spirit to come into your spirit and restore your correct positioning in him. Kapow! Welcome to the Kapow Radio Show, Ms. Kapow. Hello. This is Ms. Kapow, and today's date is November 26, 2018. Now, this is really different. It's a departure, folks, so bear with us today. I want to talk about a flat earth, and I hate that term. Believe me, I don't like the term flat earth. And Ms. Kapow came up with a better one, did you not? Uh, the face of the earth. Face of the earth. Because you will hear me talk and I'll say, you know, something about, you know, all the wickedness on, you know, this planet. And I don't, I don't like saying planet. I don't like saying globe anymore. Um, face of the earth. And because I don't like that whole flat concept because flat implies like a plate, like just flatness. Mm-hmm. And uh, plus, it applies a whole whole lot of other stuff where people are like, "Really, flat Earth? Uh, you're crazy. You're really <laughs> stupid. Uh, I'm not listening to you no more." So I don't like that term, but I'm entitling the sh- you know, the show a flat Earth dream vision because that's what I had. I had a dream vision about the flat Earth after after I had prayed to God to reveal what the truth was regarding this. And it's it's nothing new in regards of how we do things when we uh, come across something and we don't know, quite know, is this truth or not? Is this from God or not? We pray about it. And the Holy Spirit will lead you into all wisdom. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. According to James... I believe one five, or is it five something? <laughs> In the book of James, he talks about he will God he just if you lack wisdom, which is you know that intelligence, God's intelligence. If you lack that, that if you ask, He will give it to you liberally. If you're, of course, if you're you know walking uh, with the Lord in the in the Spirit. You're not going to get God's wisdom if you're, you know, living in sin and, you know, doing all that stuff. I think you understand that. 
So it's common that both Ms. Capel and I will pray over something and then let the chips fall. Let the Lord reveal what he's going to reveal. And he's not going to lead you into deception. No. You know, he's going to, or, you know, the opposite is true. We'll, you know, hear something or come across and then you pray about it. It's like, eh, you know, and then the Lord will give you a scripture and he'll confirm that thing that tells you, I don't have anything to do with that or that situation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So this happens. And this is the case with the whole flat earth deal. So before you shut me down and go, oh my gosh, they turned to flat earthers, blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you the story. And the purpose of the show today is just to tell you our story. I'm not trying to convince you of anything. Yeah, we're not being dogmatic and we're not trying to um, convince you of anything. It's just our story. And we're trying to think outside the box. Yes. Yes. Because no one was, no one could convince me uh, prior. Um, That just, you know, it was, it was something that it had to happen to me on the way it did on this type of level for me to see it. So I'm not. And neither is Ms. Kapow. We're not in the business of being militant or dogmatic about something like this any more than say you don't believe. Say you don't believe that demons come from disembodied Nephilim Mm -hmm. that died in a flood. Say you don't believe that. Say you believe that demons uh, are fallen angels, right? Mm -hmm. Say you believe that. Well, I'm not going to be so dogmatic to just shove it down your throat and go, well, look at Enoch, look at the book of Jubilees, look at that, here's the evidence, blah, 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 blah. Because these things aren't matters of salvation. They do affect your worldview and they and it, and it, they do affect how you approach biblical truth and other things, but they're not matters of salvation, Mm-mm. okay? Same thing with biblical prophecy. If If you disagree with me, about Israel, and you absolutely believe Israel is God's time clock, and you believe that the seventh, uh, seven-year tribulation is going to happen in the future, God's stopping everything, and then he's going to go through seven-year tribulation with Israel, then come back, and, and, and you believe all that stuff, I'm not going to be dogmatic about arguing with you about that. I'm just not going to because, number one, you don't have the time. I don't have the time. And it's not a matter of your salvation. Mm -hmm. It affects your worldview, but it's not a matter of your salvation. Right? So there are things that you may not totally agree with us on all things. And that's fine. That's fine. As long as we agree on where our salvation comes from. That's through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. And that's what our show always tries to do. We're always trying to promote Jesus Christ and repentance and getting out of the world and getting ready for his return and getting a, an eternal mindset. That's our whole focus now. So whether we talk about demons or we talk about fallen angels or we talk about Nephilim or we talk about portals or the occult or flat earth now, whatever, whatever, it has to glorify Christ because if it doesn't glorify Christ, then it's empty. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I, I really want you to sense the motivation behind this. This is not going to convince you of anything. I am not going to, we are not quoting biblical scriptures today. I go see the Bible says this and this and this and this. 
because there are scriptures on both sides and there's arguments on both sides. And this thing gets very convoluted very quickly. I just want to tell you what happened. And then once you hear what happened to us, then you can kind of make up your own mind. Okay. Or not. Well, it's the same principle that we ask our listeners to do. You listen to our show and then you do your own Berean and then you just come to your own conclusions. Exactly. And that's, that's really what happened with our good friend, the Jacks, Matthew Jack, Matthew Jack, Jacks. He, they have a show called the Seed War Radio. It's a podcast, Seed War Radio. Talked about that before. And he did exactly that. He was listening to us and he heard me mention Flat Earth several times in the shows, just like in passing. Because like I told you before, I don't like the term flat earth and I hadn't come up with anything else, but I don't like saying globe and I don't like saying planet anymore. So I would say something and, you know, under God's green flat earth, something like that. Well, he picked up on it and he says, you know, if I hear something more than a couple of times, you know, it's it's like, hey, it, it draws his attention. So he did exactly what he was supposed to do. He, he He's Berean it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly what we tell you to do. And we appreciate that. Yes, we appreciate that because that means, well, he's listening. <laughs> Lo and behold, and someone actually listening, listening and questioning it. And, you know, and he just is his his question was, hey, I just I've heard you say this kind of stuff. I just want to know where you stand on it. It doesn't matter to me. I just, I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? And that's correct. Because you don't want to keep listening to people or investing into something if they're going sideways, that's right? right? That's and including then as a, us. Yeah. And then as a brother, if you see someone going sideways and you have that relationship with that person, you should say something. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly correct. Well, this dream vision came to me a month ago, October 22nd. Mm-hmm. And I have held it close to my heart because it was one of those things I want to share it with everybody. I mm-hmm. want to tell you. But it was also one of those things I had to be very cautious about because it's weird, right? To most people. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very strange. And it's kind of the rabbit hole, the flat earth. I'm going to call it flat earth for this show. Okay. So you know what I'm talking about. But the, the, the flat earth concept, the ideology, the cosmology of it, it is a deep rabbit hole. It's one of the deeper rabbit holes that you can go down. And you have to be ready for that. And when I mean be ready, it's like things in your life have prepared you to, ex- to accept at least looking at it. Mm-hmm. And one of those things is just realizing that everything else around you is a big lie Mm -hmm. that that your education in your school, they've lied to you from day one. Mm -hmm. We've talked about the moon landing. You know, we do not believe that we went to the moon. (laughs) I, I don't believe in there's a Tesla going around space right now. I don't believe there's a rover on Mars I I don't believe that. And because they lie about everything, it sets up 
it sets up the foundation that you go, well, if they lie about this and they lie about that and we're in a satanic system, the world system is satanic, not God's nature. God mm-hmm. created the world. God, God's nature is godly. That's All good right. things are from God. That's right. But the world system, the world system, your culture, your education, your judicial, your financial, the world system, the inventor of that is the inventor of the lie. Everything about that creature is a lie. And when you get to that point and you, 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 you understand that really at the core of your being, that everything's a big lie and everything's false, I think, I believe it's easier for, for you to look at something like a flat earth cosmology and go, one of the reasons why I see that is because these other people are saying the opposite. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot more to it. And there is there is scripture there. It's biblical stuff. But there's also people on the other side saying using scripture and refuting it. So it can be a rabbit hole and you have to be ready for it. I certainly was not a a friendly to the flat earth ideology in the past. I will tell you that it, this vision and the confirmation that came afterwards did change me, you know, and I don't know about you, Miss Kapow, how adamant you were against it before. Mm-hmm. I know, I know I, uh, I wasn't very uh, supportive of it Mm-mm. at all. And so I, have I beat a dead horse enough? Mm-hmm. Give me, okay. So now let's talk about it. Now, prior Prior to me having this dream vision, and I'm going to talk about that dream vision for the most part, but prior, I just want to lay down the foundation that I found flat earthers very annoying, especially if they were militant about it. Yeah. And if you if you go on YouTube or, you know, there's other podcasts and things, and, and they're just constantly preaching flat earth, flat earth, got about flat earth, flat earth, because... There's people on both sides. There's people that are non-Christians that are flat earthers. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed there's people that are Christians that are flat earthers. So now it's getting mixed up with Christianity and the Bible. But there are people that are non-Christians. And, they, and, they, and I found them to be very annoying because they were so militant about it. And I thought, well, how stupid can you be? Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if all the things to talk about now, you're like, the earth is flat, really? Really? Okay. Um, and I, I, I did make fun of them. There were shows that I did. I, I referred to them at one, one show I did. I remember this. I referred to them as flatheads, mm-hmm. you know, and I would talk about, you know, you wander off in the desert and hopefully you don't fall off the flat earth, you know, type of thing. Right. And I had at least one listener write me and say, that he thought I was a an arrogant know-it-all and um, didn't quite understand what was going on and, you know, bye-bye type of thing. Um, because the other thing is, is that not only did they know me, but annoy me, but there were certain proponents of the flat earth that I didn't care for, mm-hmm. right? So does that mean you have to like or agree with everybody that has an ideology 
Uh, no, because when you're looking at the Nephilim, right, and you're looking at uh, the 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 angels mating with the daughters of men, there are Christian ministries out there, I should say, that I don't agree with or particularly like that have that have that uh, that promote the Nephilim, right? Mm. Right. But it doesn't mean I throw out the truth of the Nephilim because I don't like these particular people and their, you know, money There's, ministries. Right. Right. Um, but there were people in the flat earth thing that I didn't have much respect for. So I'm thinking, well, if, if they're flat earthers, I probably don't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm telling you guys all of this so that you know I was not pro flat Earth mm-hmm. before. I was not. I was in fact I was anti it. I didn't crusade against it because I don't do that. Plus, we didn't have a whole lot of information to go yes. on either. Yeah, I can't sit there and refute somebody biblically because I just didn't research it. Why would I research something that stupid? Mm-hmm. Right? Of course, mm-hmm. the Earth isn't flat. <laughs> you know, of course it's round. I've seen all the pictures. All right. The other thing was, is I, I had never heard a convincing argument. You know, when I'd watch a YouTube video or something like that, you know, I didn't know where to go. I don't know who the, who the good people were, who the bad people were, but whatever I was watching, it never really convinced me. Mm-hmm. You know, I always saw a bunch of clowns up there with, you know, balloons and a GoPro camera to try to get up to space and see, you know, <laughs> never heard anything that, okay, you really convinced me. Um, it also didn't seem very logical or realistic to me. You know why? Because um, I well, I have I have a globe in my office. Um, when I was a kid, there was a globe in school, and you can spin the globe around and see different countries. Mm-hmm. And the globe is on an axis, and it spins around, and that's the way it does in the sun, and that's the way I was taught. So it's not realistic to tell me that that's not the way it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the other thing. Uh, was well what about all the space pictures you know what, what do you do with that there's all kinds of pictures of earth as a round ball from outer space mm. but there's no pictures of earth as a anything else but a round ball right mm. flat or oblong there's no other pictures <clears throat> well I, I didn't know I didn't know at the time that those pictures aren't aren't real right Mm-hmm. There is there is a guy, and I don't know his name now, I, but there's a guy who works for NASA, and he was talking about, and this, ain't, this wasn't a flat earth video, by the way. This was just, he was talking that it was his job to Photoshop the earth, that the globe now, the picture you see of the earth looks different than it did in the past. That's right. Because he's taken, um, he says he's taken conglomerate pictures that they've taken and and put it together uh to make the the, the earth mm-hmm. so it's photoshopped they'll tell you it's photoshopped but it's it's they'll tell you it's a representation of the pictures they have there is no pictures i mean this is what it's this is what's hard this is what's hard to get around until you realize that everything's a lie and they've been lying to you from day one including NASA and our little space program. NASA is nothing but Satan, spelled differently, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you just do your own research on it. And I hate to say that because that's what all the kids do your research, you know, but 
But it's something you have to do. If you look into it, you'll see the occult, satanic agenda and symbolism in their logos. The phoniness of the space station is unbelievable. I mean, you don't even have to believe in anything else to see that that's just phony. Mm-hmm. You know, astronauts are astronauts, right? And not too long ago, we'd even talked about how we saw that movie uh, Capricorn, Capricorn One. Mm-hmm. which I'd suggest people to get that Capricorn one, because it's about a phony Mars landing, but it's about the moon, you know, the, the moon landing and it, everything's phony. It, it's, 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 they're lying. They've lied to us from day one. Now, if you, if you don't embrace that, this kind of stuff is harder to, to see. Yeah. That's okay. We're all at different, different points. We're all at different, different I don't want to say levels, but you know, down the rabbit hole, we're, we're really at different levels down the rabbit hole. It's okay. But for us, we totally see that everything's fake. The Lord, the Holy Spirit gave Miss Kapow something months ago when she woke up from her sleep and it said, it's all fake. Mm-hmm. Nothing's real. Nothing's real. And once that happened, and, and she told me about that, we discussed it and we discussed that almost daily, how everything is fake. Nothing's real. Mm-hmm. Nothing's real because he's the father of lies. And this is his system. Of course, nothing's real. Everything's a lie. I mean, it really is deceit. And that's why we we preach the message we do about finding our way out of this prison planet through Christ who opens up your life. He is the life, the truth, Mm -hmm. and the way. Right? There is no other. Mm -mm. So... You know, I'm hanging on these pictures, but it's like, what about all these space pictures? Well, the space pictures aren't real. There is no Tesla going around it, blah, blah, blah. But at the time, I didn't know that. At the time, I'm just going, well, there's all these pictures of the, of the globe. So now you're saying it's flat because I never looked into it or was able to research it enough to see that, hey, all this stuff is not real. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the other thing that uh, that annoyed me about flat earthers was I thought it was just another fad. I thought, oh, here's a here's some more millennials, you know, that are just goofy. They're eating Tide Pods one day, and the next day they believe the earth is flat, right? And that's how I, I just kind of marginalized them. It's just another fad. And then, you know, I saw that some Christians were getting into it, and of course, you know, I'm thinking, huh, you know. Because uh, there's some people out there that say that this flat earth thing, because it, it's there's so many Christians that are seeing it now, there's some people that are saying it's a deception from Satan mm-hmm. and that it takes away from the gospel of, of Jesus Christ, right? And I, I would agree that that could possibly happen just like anything. If Ms. Kapow and I, if all we did was talk about demons in the marriage bed constantly, right? All we did is talk about demons, 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 and we weren't talking about what Christ could do for you, then yeah, we're a little unbalanced, right? Mm-hmm. Or if all you do is talk about giants and Nephilim or anything else, hollow earth, anything, that's all you talk about, then yeah, that could be a distraction. And if all you talk about is flat earth and you're militant about it and you're not preaching Jesus, yeah. So so there are people out there say, well, it's just a distraction from Christ. And so it, it was easy for me to go, yeah, you know, because they're not preaching gospel. They're, they're talking about, you know, this and this and that. So, and like I said before, you know, I'd mocked him in the past. So now let's talk about 
what 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 happened? What causes? I think first of all, that movie came out, Miss Capel, about mm-hmm. the uh, the moon landing. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> and uh, then we watched Capricorn One, right? And we went, wow, you know, uh, you know, and they kind of researched that whole thing, and and coupled with. The fact that we were already going down the trail that everything is false, everything everything's a lie. You're lied to about everything. Um, it's, we started being very cautious of even about science. Just because they say it's true doesn't mean it's so. Mm-hmm. You know, and you'll hear me mention the the grand solar minimum a lot mm-hmm. because the Earth is cooling. We know it's cooling. It's not warming. It's cooling. Well, you can probably go outside right now wherever you're at and confirm that it's cooling. <laughs> it's cold, but I really don't know if it, in fact, is the grand solar minimum and the sun is really causing that. I, I really can't tell you that because that's what what they're telling me or scientists through you know, historical documentation. It sounds good to me, but I'm, I'm not going to beat anybody over the head over that because one thing I do know is that it, God's controlling all that. That's right. God controls the weather. See, so whether the sun's causing it or, you know, global warming or an iceberg or whatever, your carbon emissions, whatever you want to believe. I know that it's God. Mm-hmm. God is ramping things down so that he can end this age. It's coming to an end. Mm-hmm. So I know it's God. So even, even with stuff I say like grand solar minimum, and I believe in that at this point, um, it's still science. And so you have to be cautious of anything that's of this world. Yeah, you can't put science before God and his truth. Thank you. God's truth always comes first. All right. So, you know, during all of this, you know, like I said, we come to the point where you're questioning everything. And I ran across uh, this YouTube channel and it's not a big channel at all. I, I don't even know how many subscribers he has, probably in the hundreds, certainly not in the thousands and not in the tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands. And his videos probably get, you know, maybe 20 to 100 views or something. I mean, it's it's really, really small in the big scheme of who's out there, right? And this guy, and I'm going to give you his name. His name is Josh, J-O-S-H, Sparrow, like the bird, Sparrow, S-P-O-R-R-O-W. And I don't even know how he came across my attention, but he, he puts out maybe two or three little teeny two or three minute videos almost daily. And they're so encouraging. And he's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ and he's encouraging people, the people that are listening, the very few people that are listening, the remnant. He keeps encouraging them to hang on because the Lord's going to return. Mm-hmm. He keeps pointing to Christ, that Christ is the only thing that's true, the only thing that's real. He keeps saying this world is a satanic system and Satan's a liar and he's lied to you about everything. He keeps saying everything that we say, except he does it in two minutes and we do it in an hour. (laughs) But he keeps saying the same stuff. And I go, man, I really like this guy because he's encouraging Mm -hmm. and he's encouraging the remnant and he's encouraging the flock to stay true and hang on. And he'll have a video and he'll just say, you know, Jesus is coming or you know, the rapture's near. And he'll just say for two minutes, he'll just say, my friends, just stay strong in this world. You know, mm-hmm. he'll quote a scripture, you know, this world, you're going to have tribulation, but in, you know, and you in God, you'll have peace. Mm-hmm. 
And I really, really liked this guy. Everything he said, I really, really liked. But you know what else he kept saying? He kept saying the earth was flat. Mm. Oh, no. Oh, no. I like everything you're saying, Josh. I agree with everything you're saying. The Lord's coming back. You're so encouraging. I like listening to your little two-minute videos, man. I dig it. And the fact that you don't have a bunch of followers and stuff tells me something also Mm -hmm. about your message. But he keeps saying the earth was flat. You know, when he talks about the satanic, you know, deception, he says the earth is flat. Really? And so now I get perplexed because I'm like, I like this guy. I like the message. He's telling the truth. Mm. Why is he talking about a flat earth? Now, he's not militant about it at all, but he keeps mentioning it. Why? If he's, if he's, if he's wrong about that, what else is he wrong about? Mm-hmm. Right? And, you know, you've heard us teach and discuss the poop sandwich over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know, I give you a little bit of truth or a whole lot of truth. But in there is the poop, is the poison. Right. Satan does that often. So got to be very, very cautious. Right? So now, you know, don't get me wrong. Josh wasn't changing my life or anything like that. But he was very encouraging. I really liked it. Flatter, flatter. Well, one of his videos, he says, <laughs> brothers and sisters, you know, I don't expect you to, you know, understand all this stuff. He says, it took me a long time to awaken to it, um, you know, and come to these things. And he, and he says, just ask the Lord to reveal to you truth. Just pray oh. to God. You know, <laughs> what a concept. What a concept. Same thing we would tell people. Just ask the Lord, you know, because we firmly believe If you're a sinner, that if you call out to God, (laughs) he's going to answer you. Mm -hmm. That's what we tell people. You don't have to worry about anything. Just call out to God and he will meet you where you're at. He'll meet you and he'll take care of the rest. You know, call out to him. So this is what he's saying. Hey, uh, ask the Lord. Okay. So I pray, you know, I pray. To God, and like I said, it's not unusual that I would would pray like this. And I go, Lord, you know, it's not a big deal to me. And it's not. It wasn't a big deal. It's not a life-changing thing or, oh, my gosh, this is, you know, such a crazy doctrine. I can't believe in, you know, this anymore. It's it just, Lord, if it's true, then please reveal it to me. If it's not true, then let me know because I certainly don't want to be deceived. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you've listened to us long enough, we're really big about not being deceived. <laughs> That's a big, big goal. We don't want to be deceived. Don't want to go sideways. Right? Mm-hmm. I also know that any satanic deception, any satanic deception or anything he gives you in a dream or in a vision or anything like that cannot, it's impossible for it to point to the glory of Jesus Christ in any way. Mm-mm. It might point to a Jesus, like it might tell you to go build a nine foot Jesus in your backyard to go worship it. Or it might tell you that you're Jesus, you're the Mexican Messiah, right? Mm -hmm. But it will never, and it cannot, it's impossible for it to point to our real Messiah and say, he's the creator God whose blood was shed for your remission of your sin. That's right. So you can have eternal life and he's coming back again to destroy me, the devil. 
it's impossible for that to happen. Yeah. Right. That's that's why John says you test the spirits, test every spirit, right, mm-hmm. to see if it's of God. If it's not, it's of Antichrist, right? Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. So I know that deceptions can come, but I also know Satan can't point to Jesus Christ. No, it's impossible. So I pray, Lord, give me, you know, show me if it's true. I'd really like to know. If not, I don't I don't want to be deceived. So I really need to know this. So then I can just put it behind me and move on. Mm-hmm. Right? It's mm-hmm. simple as that. That's all it is. It's just a simple prayer. Because if you ask for wisdom, God will give it to you liberally. Mm-hmm. Says so in James. So let's put let's put this stuff in a practical application. So that's what I did. I don't know how long I did that. It wasn't a big deal for me. You understand? It wasn't a big deal. I'm, I don't know how long. I just prayed it a couple of times. No big deal. It wasn't a big ritual. It wasn't a big thing. So then one night I go to sleep. I guess it was on the night of uh, October 22nd. This year, 2018. October 22nd. This year, this 18. I'm asleep. And I have what I call a dream vision. It's a dream, but yet I'm visualizing and it's a lesson given to me. Miss Kapow has them and I have them. Sometimes we have dream dreams that have to be interpreted because there's characters in a situation in the dream. Right. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes they're just like, it's like a sleeping vision. You just see the lesson or you're just told what's going on. Mm -hmm. All right. It's just one of the ways the Holy Spirit communicates with different types of people. You might have different ways the Holy Spirit communicates with you, but this is one of the ways he does with us in the sleep. So I'm asleep, sound asleep. And what comes to me is this question. Here's the question that was asked me in my sleep. Do you believe in Noah's flood? (laughs) Of course I do. Noah's flood is huge for me. That's when all the nephews got killed. So the sons of God made with the daughters of men created giants in the land that were continually evil, taught men all these nasty things. Yeah, I believe in the flood. Do you believe uh, that it was a a global flood, basically? It, it covered the whole earth. Yeah, I do. Now, there's some scientists out there or, you know, atheists or people, you know, I don't, number one, they don't believe in the flood, which is stupid because every civilization out there has a flood story. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. Every ancient civilization has a flood story. And you, you also know geologists have gone out and they can tell by the strata of the rock and archaeologists and things they found that the, that it was underwater. It was underwater. You also find dinosaurs, right? Mm -hmm. Dinosaurs are not billions of years old. They died in the flood. The fallen angels had mixed their DNA with animals. They had corrupted everything on the earth. Mm -hmm. It's another topic. Of course, it's a global flood. There's some out there. Oh, I I believe in the the Noah, you know, Noah's flood, but it was localized, just localized. Really? Really? So just the, the local giants died and God left all the other evil in, uh, you know, Africa, <laughs> China. No, 
Of course, it was globally. I'm purposely using the term globally, right? So I answered the question of the voice that comes to me. Do you believe in the flood? Of course I do. Absolutely. 100%. No need, no need to convince me of anything else. Do you believe it was global? Absolutely global. And there's evidence to prove it. Um, so here's the other question. How does a, how does a, a ball get flooded? How does a round ball like rock get flooded? Right. Mm -hmm. Then I was shown, well, I was told to do this upon waking and I really did do it, but I was shown a, a rock, a round rock to simulate the earth, right? A natural round rock that you pick up from the ground, take it to the kitchen sink or any sink that you prefer, run the water Now, if you understand the Genesis account of the flood, where does it say the water came from? From the windows of heaven. Mm -hmm. It also came from beneath the earth, the springs of the earth, right? Two places. Mm -hmm. Windows of heaven, you go back to Genesis, you do understand that God God, there was a firmament. It's called the firmament. And God had separated not only the light from the dark, but he separated the waters from above the firmament from the waters that were below the firmament. Mm -hmm. You do know that God started creating life on earth before he created the sun and all the stars. He actually started creating the, the green herb and the seeds and all that stuff before he created that, which science has told us sustains that. How come? Right? Mm -hmm. There's a firmament. Do you understand? You understand there's a firmament. That's Bible, right? Whether you believe that the earth is flat or round or oblong or triangle, you have to understand that, that we're under a firmament. Sorry. Can a firmament... Surround the whole round ball. Well, of course, God can do anything, <clears throat> right? So we know this ferment. So in my in my dream, in my vision, this rock is taken and put under the sink, and it says, "How do you flood this rock?" Well, you couldn't. You know why? Because the water just makes the rock wet, but you can't flood it. Even if you had put an ant on the rock, you can't. You can't flood the ant because the water just rolls off the rock, mm -hmm. right? That's that's nature. Now, you, you someone well, what? Well, gravity. You know, you got the firmament, you got the gravity, and the water was held in by the gravity. But it's the same gravity at the kitchen sink that it is on the Earth. It's the same gravity. It should work the same. Mm -hmm. Why is that gravity different than the one by my kitchen sink? What I was shown was that. Nature, nature itself tells you that a round rock, a round shaped rock from nature cannot flood. It can't be overrun with water. It can't contain water, right? Nature tells me that. But yet my cosmology in my head says 
there's a global flood. Noah was on the ark, and the whole world was water. Then what I saw was like a leaf in the garden. You know, like after a rain, you get a rain where you're at, and it knocks some of the leaves off the tree. Mm-hmm. There's a leaf on the garden. And this leaf has a little, it's like a boat shape, right? It's concave. You know how leaves curl? Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Well, you know what's in the leaf? Water. Why is there water in the leaf? Because it's a container. It shapes concave where it can retain water. It can flood. That leaf could flood. Why? Because it's not round. It's the shape. It's the architecture of the nature. It's found in nature. And then it's like, if that's the case, then if you find a rock on the ground that has a hole in it, that hole can be flooded. If you find a hole in the ground, that hole can be flooded. If, if there's a bucket that you left out in the backyard, that's flooded with water. Right? Mm -hmm. But the round tennis ball is not. The round rock is not. So you understand what I'm saying? Nature itself was telling me that a round rock can't flood. It has to be concave. That's why I don't like the term flat because flat presumes a flat plate or a flat tile. That can't flood either. It has to have, there's a concaveness to it. An enclosure if you should say, right? Uh-huh. So now we talk about the scientific method. What's the scientific method? When you talk about science, someone says, well, the scientific method, the scientific method is that I discover something, right? Or rediscover it or come up with a theory. I test that theory. And then I go, here's what I did to get my results. Then you take it as a peer review and you replicate exactly what I did in my experiment and you get the same results. Therefore, you confirm that my theory is now a fact, scientific method. So I get up in the morning and I tell Miss Kapow about my dream vision. And she looks at me and she says, huh, makes sense. Makes sense. So I go to our uh, coffee table where Miss Kapow has some rocks. Because she likes rocks and she polishes rocks. She's what you call a rock hound. And I grabbed one of her polished rocks that was somewhat round. And I turned on the, 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 the kitchen faucet and I demonstrated to her. I did the scientific method that was shown me in my dream. I wanted to replicate what I saw. Mm-hmm. And you know what happened? The rock would not flood. I could not get a flood. And then I think, I don't know, I don't remember, Scott, did I grab a cup? Mm-hmm, yeah. I grabbed a cup. That's an enclosure, right? It's mm-hmm. concave. It's an enclosure. And I stuck that under the faucet, and guess what happened? It flooded. Mm-hmm. It flooded. The whole thing flooded. Was Noah's flood global? Well, no, it wasn't round. Was global, was Noah's flood over the whole face of the earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, it kind of reminds me of Genesis where the whole spirit hovered over the face of the deep. Right. Holy moly. Well, well, now it starts to make sense now, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. 
It actually, you actually, it's logical now, and it is nature, and God created nature. So to think otherwise is unnatural. Mm-hmm. Just like you can't find a transgendered animal out there, or you can't find a homosexual animal out there because it's not natural, right? Mm-hmm. It's nature. It's God's nature. It's not Satan's system. So the thing that's told me otherwise is part of Satan's system. But nature, which is of God, is telling me, nay, nay, round rocks don't flood. Mm-hmm. You have anything to add to that, Ms. Capel? Well, I was just thinking about that same scripture in Genesis, you know, about the Spirit of the Lord that moved upon the face of the waters. That's a great one. And, um, you know, I'm just listening to what you're saying. Yeah, well, after I told Miss Capel that, you know, she was like, because I didn't know, I mean, I didn't know how she was going to take it. Because she wasn't listening to this Josh guy like I was. Mm-mm. And uh, even though she had come to realization everything's fake and phony, because she's the one who got that. Mm-hmm. revelation in her sleep and um, told me about it. And then we confirmed it. Yeah. And at the time I was reading a lot of um, the book of Enoch. And I guess that's what it was um, when you had shared your, your dream vision with me. It made sense. But like you said, you know, you could take any one, the uh, naysayers as well as the ones that believe in the flat earth and you, and it, all makes sense. Mm-hmm. But what we do is we go by scripture. And um, there is a lot of um, scriptures um, that support the round. I mean, not the round, the flat earth. And I was reading um, Enoch that same day that you had told us about the vision that you had. And in chapter 89, it talks about the enclosure, and I'm going to read it so yes. they all know. It's uh, chapter 89. It says, verse 2, And again, I raised mine eyes, this is Enoch, towards heaven, and I saw a lofty roof with seven water torrents thereon, and those torrents flowed with much water into an enclosure. And I saw again, and behold, fountains were opened on the surface of the great enclosure, and that water began to swell and rise upon the surface, And I saw that enclosure till all its surface was covered with water. And the water, the darkness, and the mist increased upon it. And as I looked at the height of that water, that water had risen above the height of that enclosure and was streaming over that enclosure, and it stood upon the earth. And all the cattle of that enclosure were gathered together until I saw how they sank and were swallowed up and perished in that water. But that vessel floated on the water, meaning the ark, while all the oxen and elephants and camels and asses sank to the bottom with all the animals, so that I could no longer see them, and they were not able to escape, but perished and sank into the depths. And again I saw in the vision till those waters torrents were removed from the high roof, and the chasms of the earth were leveled up, and other abysses were opened. Then the water began to run down into these till the earth became visible." But that vessel settled on the earth, and the darkness retired, and lighted, and lighted appeared. That's just amazing, because I had read that chapter a hundred times before, and every time I've read Enoch, I always concentrate on the Nephilim, the fallen angels, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people do that, and they believe, they believe the Nephilim story. 
out of Enoch. They believe that 100%, right? Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to the earth not being a round ball and around rocks spinning through space, they don't believe that. But yet, it's right there in the same text that you believe otherwise. And there's other cosmology in Enoch also that it's easy to blow over because he starts talking about, you know, where the four winds of heaven come from and where snow comes from and these chambers. And he talks about the sun coming out of his chambers and then setting into another chamber. Mm -hmm. You see, what we've been taught is a heliocentric ideology. It's a lie that the sun is the center of our little galaxy, our universe, and we spin around it and we're nothing, right? Mm -hmm. That's not what God made. God made us on the land, the earth, and it's something to him. He loves his creation. He loves you and me. And for us, he created that sun, that moon, and those stars. They're the ones that revolve around us, to support us, it's geocentric, but even more than that, it's Christ-centric. Mm-hmm. It's Christ-centric. It's all about God's creation through the Logos, Jesus Christ. Nothing was made that was made that was not made through him. Yeah, it's not heliocentric. That's why the ancient pagans worshiped the sun god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you get it? God sits at the top of that firmament and he looks down on his cre- creation and he says, I have made a plan to redeem you from the corruption that's inside there. Satan is not going to give that to you. <laughs> Satan's not going to point to Christ as the creator God redeeming you. Mm-hmm. He's not going to tell you that. You, you, you understand that he cannot point to Christ or point to God. He can only take you away from it. The, the cosmology that the earth is in an enclosure in the firmament. Mm-hmm. And God looks upon that because he created that. And that it's corrupted by these fallen ones and that he is doing everything he can in his appointed times to redeem his creation is what Satan doesn't want you to know. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of times, you know, as I was reading too, um, then I was reading the Old Testament and some of Proverbs and whatnot. But the one that I read was uh, Proverbs 8. Um, let's see which one it was. It was uh, 8.27. When it was, Proverbs 8 talks about wisdom. And it says, uh, While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world, when he prepared the heavens, I was there, when he set a compass upon the face of the depths. And the word compass is circle. And I know that a lot of people read that scripture and think of the round earth, but actually what I see is the compass or the dome around the, the uh, face of the depth. Yes, yes. It is in circumference, not mm-hmm. 
round. Mm-hmm. And if you take a compass, like, well, think of like any compass. You put the pencil on it, you put one point on there, and you draw a circle. It's a circumference. You don't make a ball out of it. Mm-mm. And that that scripture that you read from Enoch, and I do call it scripture because I believe it, it, it is scripture. Mm-hmm. But that scripture read from Enoch if those of you who are not familiar with that particular passage, Enoch had visions. He had night visions also. He had dream visions. And he saw the flood, Noah's flood, before it happened. See, Enoch was the seventh from Adam. And he was shown the flood and everything that was going to happen. And he describes it, people, as an enclosure. He describes the earth as an enclosure. Mm-hmm. In my little feeble mind, I picture it kind of like a dish. It's not flat like a tile. It's, it's like, a, like a dish. It has to have some concaveness to it, some edge to it, to retain the water. And it's deep enough where the water could cover the whole thing. It, Enoch says it went all the way to the edge, and only that little boat floated around. <laughs> wow. How deep it is? It's pretty deep. It's got to be real deep. The, the floodwaters flooded in, 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 in back into the earth. But these waters came from the windows of heaven. The firmament was open. There's waters above. I don't want to get too crazy with it, but when you're talking ancient cosmology and you see that we're under a firmament and God looking down, creating his, his creation and caring for it, you see that the lie of outer space, what it does, because it makes us insignificant in the galaxies. It makes us insignificant. We're just another planet and there's billions and billions of planets, billions, billions of years old, and there's got to be other life there and there's aliens. Well, here we are trapped with these demonic forces, right? Mm-hmm. And they're pretending they're coming from faraway galaxies, right? Yeah. There are saviors, right? And then, then that's, you have that premise and that's built on evolution. We evolved because meteorites came from, outer space and brought water. <laughs> Have you heard that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brought water. That's what got water. Then a salamander. Then there was, there was a little, you know, cell divided and this happened, this happened. And there was a monkey. And then it came, right? Mm-hmm. Because it all takes away from the creation of God. That cosmology takes away from the creation of God. That's what Satan does. His whole job is to lie. And this is one of the biggest, deepest rabbit hole lies we've all been in. Yeah. Anything else, Ms. Cabell, that you had? Uh... Well, um, the um, in Enoch, the other thing I do is I um, I search for phrases or something like that in in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But this is the one I found in in Enoch about the firmament of the earth. When uh, in chapter eighteen, he says, "And I saw the treasuries of all the winds. I saw how he had furnished with them the whole creation and the firm foundations of the earth." And I saw the cornerstone of the earth. I saw the four winds which bear the earth and the firmament of the heaven. And I saw how the wind stretched out the vaults of heaven and have their station between heaven and earth. These are the pillars of the heaven. And I saw the winds of heaven which turn and bring the circumference of the sun and all the stars to their setting. And I saw the winds on the earth carrying the clouds. I saw the paths of the angels. I saw the end of the earth, the firmament of heaven above. Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. I think I just got a chill. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And even Christ says, 
At the end of the age, he's going to send his angels out to the four corners Mm -hmm. of the earth. All right. He even says that. And it's amazing that I myself have read those passages in Enoch and also the one I just quoted from Jesus a hundred times. Yet I, I would believe I would take literally what Enoch wrote about with the Nephilim. And the daughters of men mating with the sons of God, the fallen angels, and creating the film and all the evil that they did. I would take that literally, but then when I got to this cosmology part, I would just kind of blow over it because I didn't understand it. It didn't fit with the lie that I've been told that I didn't know was a lie. Mm-hmm. You see, I was blinded to that. Yeah. And then Psalm 19 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day other is speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of the chamber, and rejoices as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven, and a circuit unto the ends of it, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. And when I realized, oh. when when the wow. flat earth came to me, you know, and I believe that, reading scripture now opens it up. It does. Even more. It does. That's what the, the, the people who have, like like Josh and some of these other people I'm going to give you links to, that's what they, they were always saying. Once you get it, once you see that, scripture just opens up to you. Because you're not bound by that that lie of, mm-hmm. of that we've been taught. That's amazing. Because what you just read, Ms. Kapow, just it, it's, it sounds like that came right out of Enoch, didn't it? Mm-hmm. About the sun coming out of his chamber and going back. It does a circuit and then goes back. Yeah. Deuteronomy 13.7 says, Namely, of the gods of the people which are round about you, nigh unto thee, a far off from thee, from the one end of the earth, even unto the other end of the earth. See, and we would read something like that before and just kind of go, well, it just means, yeah, it's big, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Deuteronomy twenty-eight forty-nine says, And the Lord shall bring a nation against thee from afar, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flieth, and a nation whose tongue shall not, thou shalt not understand. Wow. Not the end of the ball, you can't have an end of the ball, the end of the earth. Well, let me, let, me, let me read you one that none of the flat earth people even quote because you have to really dig pretty deep to find this. And I found this by accident studying something else in the New Testament, in James. Uh, James 1.17, it says, Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow, mm. right? But now check this out. Those Greek words, no variation or shifting of shadow, refer to cosmological events. The father of lights is the creator of the lights in heaven. It's the firmament. It's like what Ms. Kapow just read. He controls the lights in the firmament. There's no outer space below what he uh, above that. It's all contained for us. They work for us. God cares about us. Mm -hmm. 
We don't work for them. We don't work for the sun. There's no need to worship the sun and the moon and the stars. They work for us. God created them for us. Yeah. He's a good God. All perfect gifts, all things that are good come down from him, the father of lights. Mm -hmm. This says that the reference to the changes in the light of the heavenly bodies are alluded to in this Greek text. The father, he's also father of spiritual lights, but it's the cosmological lights. No variableness or shadow of turning. In the Greek, it's used for cosmological turning of the of the planets of the stars. Mm-hmm. What it's saying is none of the alterations of light and shadow, which the physical lights undergo. Right, the sun comes out of its chamber, it goes its circuit, and then goes back in the chamber. Right, the mm-hmm. stars move around. That. Even the spiritual lights change and move. But compared to God, he doesn't move. There's no shadow of turning. There's no shifting shadow. Literally means shadow of turning. Literally the dark shadow mark cast from one of the heavenly bodies arising from its turning or revolution. Mm -hmm. Okay. In other words, here in James... He's using the terminology that we are fixed. We're not spinning around the sun. We don't serve the sun. We're not just one galaxy among many, many galaxies. There's aliens and Raphatectoli. We're all under the firmament and they serve us. Mm-hmm. Now, Satan just will not point to that. Satan will not give God glory or our Jesus Christ glory like that, folks. He will not. He can't do that. That's how you test the spirits. Any spirit that says Christ did not come in the flesh is of Antichrist. Yeah. He can't proclaim Christ as loving his creature, creating us and then coming down and redeeming us. Mm Mm-mm. Those are really good, Miss Capaldi. Got any more? Um, Keep going. Those are really good. I have two more. Oh yeah, those are. Uh, Job twenty two fourteen, the thick clouds are a covering to him, so the clouds are covering to him that he cannot see, and he walketh in the circuit or the dome of heaven. So once again, yep. Isaiah eleven twelve says, and he shall set up an ensign for the nations. And shall assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. See, it's it's amazing how we'll read the Bible literally a lot of times. You know, literally, well, God meant this and this and this. Then we come to passages like this and we automatically revert them to, oh, it must be figurative. Mm-hmm. Four corners is just figurative language. Because it doesn't fit the lie we've been told until we were able to break out of that and see it for what it is. And there in the, before the 1800s, um, the map that they did use or the drawing that they used was of the flat earth. And it wasn't until 1492 when the Jesuits or the Jeb, yeah, the, um, Jesuits mm-hmm. um, started putting the global, the the round circle, the the globe in the classrooms and stuff, and that's when they were they had the pictures of the Earth being round. 
But and we all know the Jesu- we, all, we all know we should know the history of the Jesuits, mm-hmm. purely satanic uh, order of the Catholic Church. Um, there is a lot. There is a lot, and there's there's better people than than us that have already done all the research for you. They've done, mm-hmm. they've 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 done videos where they they have the scriptures, um, or they've done you know uh, both sides. They've done the cosmology. You've got to understand the ancient Jewish cosmology. And Miss Kapow found a picture of it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really appreciate it. Is 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 a flattish like earth, right? The picture of it is like a flattish like earth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, of four pillars. Who knows how deep that goes? It goes deep. That's God. Uh, but it's like a, like a, a dome covering it. A, like think of a snow globe, right? Mm-hmm. There's like a dome, but that's the firmament. And everything in that firmament was created for our benefit. Fuck. That's why the sun and the moon and the stars were created. That's why you don't worship them because you're created for your benefit. You were created in God's image. You're something. You're not just a cell that was formed and became a salamander and then a monkey and then a human. And there's far more intelligence beings out there in outer space. Mm-hmm. That's all a lie. It's a satanic lie. His false system. It's all corrupted. The truth is God loves you and he made a way to redeem you out of it. Mm-hmm. to get you out of the firmament so you live with him in the heavens for eternity. Don't we want that? Yep. Hmm. Are we ready for some links? Yep. Here's some links that I would suggest if you want to look into this further. Once again, we're not trying to convince you or tell you you have to. We're not going to preach it to you, whatever. But if you want to look into it, Pray. Mm-hmm. Pray that God will lead you to truth and prevent you from being deceived. Mm-hmm. Okay? Before you, you do anything. There's a lot of voices out there. Here's three that we found really good. When we first came across this a month ago, one of the first ones we watched, uh, write this down, folks. It's called The Great Flood on the Flat Earth by The Truth is Stranger Than Fiction. Mm-hmm. The Great Flood on the Flat Earth, The Truth is Stranger Than Fiction, uh, on YouTube. It's about 11 minutes long, and I was shocked when we found this video because it confirmed, by the Lord, it confirmed what I was taught in my dream vision. Mm-hmm. It confirmed it very well. Uh, the other one I liked is Potter's Clay. The Potter's Clay, T-H-E-L, one word he spells it, T-H-E-P-O-T-T-E-R-S-C-L-A-Y, The Potter's Clay, on YouTube. He has a lot of stuff on there. He's really he's really good. I, I like uh, like what he puts out together. It's called The Impossible, Impossible, 2017 Best Flat Earth Documentary. It's about an hour and a half. And it's very good. It's um, it's wise. It uses intelligence. It's it's uh, it's a nice one. Now this is the coup de gras that I really like. It's not necessarily about flat Earth. It's about biblical cosmology. Yes, but because it's about biblical cosmology, it's you're you'll get it. 
right? But it's it's outstanding. It's called A Thrill, A Thrill, A E T H E R E A L, Athril, Athril, A E T H E R E A L. And that is by The Truth is Stranger Than Fiction, also. The Truth is Stranger Than Fiction, about a two hour long documentary that uh, had our jaws (laughs) hanging down. The thing is, is because he goes and he exposes all the false science that you were taught and the origins of it. Mm -hmm. And it's going to blow your mind. Well, it blew our mind. Maybe you already know this stuff. But for us, we were like, wow. Wow. And the occult connection, the satanic occult connection to our beloved Isaac Newton and our beloved, you know, Einstein and all these guys. Amazing. Everything's a lie. Everything's false. Only thing that's truth is our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the truth and the way. Mm -hmm. Right? No man cometh to him. No man cometh to the Father, but through him. The Holy Spirit draws you. Satan cannot glorify God. He cannot glorify Christ. He will not point to Christ. It's impossible for him to do so. Pray. If you're interested in this, if you're not, it's not a big deal, right? Like I said, they're not matters of salvation. These are things that just, they open your eyes and you, like Miss Kapow says, she sees scripture now. Those ones she just read, those are outstanding. When she read them, I can understand it. Because now I see it. But before, you know, I wouldn't have understood that. Mm-hmm. You know, or tried to or tried to just use my mind to, well, I could your figurative speeching and blah, 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 you know. There's no need to argue. We're not, you know, you're not here to argue with people. That's not your job is to, you know, talk about vain geologies and, and false science and, and fight with other Christians and stuff. That's not why we're here. And you shouldn't either. So if you, you know, if you believe that, if you find it and you believe that, you know, your job isn't to go and try to convince everybody and beat them over the head with it. Mm-hmm. You only you only preach the gospel. That's the only thing that really matters: eternal life. And um, and then you know, don't get engaged with people who don't believe in that. Right? There's plenty of resources out there to to find truth, but but pray first, because I, I honestly know that if I didn't pray first and just try to do it on my own, I I wouldn't have saw it. Mm-mm. I would have saw it, okay? Uh, because because you're so wrapped up in what you you were taught. Yeah, it's really <laughs> boy, it's really something to realize that everything is is a lie. <laughs> My goodness, mm-hmm. it really is. And we learn that almost every day. We come across something's like that's a lie. Yeah, when that word came to me in my sleep, I because at that time. I believed that everything we watched on TV and stuff like that was a lie. So when that word came to me, I just thought it was, you know, related to the media, you know, the things that we read, things we watch on television, whatnot. But as time had unfolded, I began to see that everything, everything under, under this, this, the dome, so to speak, Mm -hmm. is a lie. Everything. And the only truth that we have is in Christ Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important that we know the, the truth, that we have the knowledge of God, because that is our map. That, that's how we walk by faith. 
because the, the word of God, the gospel came to you by the word of God. And something inside you said that was truth. And so if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're walking by faith. And faith comes by hearing the word of God. And that's just not like hearing with your ear, but hearing within your soul, your spirit. Mm-hmm. And that um, resonates truth to you. And so when that is revealed to you by the spirit, then he gives you the ability to walk in that truth. And that is walking in faith. So when the enemy comes with a lie, you have that truth to deflect the lie. And that's why it's important that you spend time with the Lord, that you read your word, that you gain knowledge of God and who you are in Christ Jesus so that you are protected. You're in that ark of like Noah and his family were in that ark. You're in Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus being the ark being the um, a symbol or picture of Christ Jesus. And those that believe in Jesus are in that ark. You're complete in him, in Christ. Beautiful. Well said. And that's the truth. All right, Ms. Capella, say goodnight. Ciao, baby. Good night.
And for the life of me, I just can't figure out 